I love the name that God gives to himself in Deuteronomy 7, verse number 9. The faithful God. I love that. He said, Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God. If I want you to get anything this morning, I want you when you walk out of here in just a few minutes to remember that name that God gives to us here. Many names in the Bible that God gives to us for himself, but here he calls himself the faithful God. The faithful God. God says to his people, I am the faithful God. You can depend on me. I'm the faithful God. You can trust me. I'm the faithful God. I won't let you down. I'm the faithful God. I won't disappoint you. I'm the faithful God. I won't forget about you. I'm the faithful God. I will not fail you. I'm the faithful God. You can put all your weight on me. I'm the faithful God. If you trust me, you don't need a backup plan. I'm the faithful God. I always come through for my people. I'm the faithful God. Christian, every day God is teaching you that he is faithful, that you can count on him. He's teaching you that he is faithful. He's teaching you that he will always come through. He's teaching you that you can count on him. If you're living in covenant with God, it's good news that he's faithful. Verse number 9, Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments. If you're living in covenant with God, which is your choice, then that's good news. He's a faithful God. He's the faithful God. If you're putting yourself in the position of being God's enemy, and by the way, Everybody that is God's enemy, it's because they put themselves in that position. It's never because God says, I like you, I don't like you. No, you decide where you stand with God. God said in the book of James to Christians, he said, ye adulterers and adulteresses, he's talking about spiritual adultery. Know ye not that friendship with the world is enmity with God? That doesn't mean that if you're a friend with somebody who's not saved, you're God's enemy. No, no, no. It means that if you have affection for the way this world operates, if you're in love with the pop culture, to put it frankly, if you're in love with the pop culture to that extent, you have put yourself in a position of being God's enemy. If you're putting yourself in the position of being God's enemy, it's bad news that God is faithful. Because look at verse 10. He repayeth them that hate him to their face to destroy them. He will not be slack to him that hateth him. He will repay him to his face. I'd be scared if if I was God's enemy that God is faithful when he tells me that. But I want to focus this, this, this morning on God's faithfulness. God is faithful to keep his word. 
If you're in covenant with him, if you walk with God, if you live in faith with God, that's very good news. If you live in disobedience, it's not such good news. James 4, 6, God is faithful to give grace to the humble, but he's also faithful to resist the proud. Proverbs 3, verse 33, you can read that. God is faithful to bless the house of the just, but he's also faithful to curse the house of the wicked. John 3, 36, God is faithful to give everlasting life to those who believe on Jesus, but he's also faithful to condemn those who reject Jesus. John 3, 36. Let's focus this morning, and you know I don't ever hesitate to go with the bad news, but I do want to focus this morning on the good news side of this. I want to help strengthen your faith. I want you as a child of God to trust God more in the days ahead than you have in days past in your life. Trust him with the big things. Trust him with the little things. Little things. Now, when something is right in front of you, it doesn't seem little. It seems big. I was telling my Sunday school class this morning, please don't laugh at me. I'm not a roof guy. But I had a roof issue on my house. And uh, this is really going to make me sound small, and this really is, is a... a, a, a this really attacks my ego, my pride, my, my whatever. But I got stuck on the roof of my own house the other day, Thursday. I mean, got up there, did the work, couldn't get back down. Not going to bore you with the whole story. Now, when I tell that now, and it, just saying it sounds funny. But it wasn't funny when I was up there. It, wasn't, it got so bad. I had ladder issues. I had traction issues. Not a lot of traction right here. I also had shortness of foot issues that I didn't think about as I was climbing up. Because my right foot has, oh, I don't know, 8 to 10 inches of rung space. My left foot has about 3 inches of rung space. And I didn't think, you know, everybody who gets on roofs knows getting up is so much easier than getting down. And I started to get down, and I realized I, 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 don't, I don't know that I can do it. It got so bad that I literally went to the, the, the place where the ground was the highest and contemplated jumping. That's how desperate I got. And uh, you say, well, what a crazy position to get in. You know what? In hindsight, that was a little problem. But God was faithful. God got me through. And... Uh, I use that as an example of a little everyday problem. You have little everyday problems all the time. Once in a while, you have massive, huge problems. And can I tell you, God is just as faithful in the little problems as he is the big problems. You can count on God. If you're living in covenant with God, it's good news that God is the faithful God. You can count on him. Let me ask you, when something goes wrong, do you find yourself saying this? I mean, I, I do. I have to confess. Do you find yourself saying, man, it's always something. One thing gets fixed, another thing breaks. It's always something. Do you know why it's always something? I'm talking, I'm talking to Bible-believing Christians who walk with God and seek his face and strive to do his will. Do you know why it's always something? Because God is constantly working to show you that you can count on him. God consistently allows problems so that he can consistently teach you that he has solutions. 
At the beginning of this past week, I had four problems on my mind to which I couldn't see any solutions. The roof was one of them. Getting stuck on the roof was not one of them. I didn't know that was going to happen. But the beginning of the week, I had four problems with deadlines. A couple of them had price tags attached to them. And I had no solutions. And I can stand before you this morning and say all four of those problems that I had a week ago now have solutions. And now I'm waiting for whatever the next one's going to be. But here's what I know. And I knew it a little bit last week. And God teaches it to me more and more. That I came through on the last one. I'm going to come through on the next one. When I was sitting up there in the cool autumn air on, on uh, Thursday, getting all the traction from the, the backside of my jeans, that's, that was my thought process. I don't know how I'm getting down. From, I, I had visions of fire trucks and, and uh, uh, ladder trucks coming, and I oh, we ain't going that route. I even, we have, we have some bushes, one set of bushes around the entire, one of the, all the whole perimeter of the house is one set of bushes. And I, I got myself ready, okay, I'm going to jump, I'm going to go land like that on the bushes. And I, I just had this vision of there being one stick sticking up, and then that, that takes me to the hospital. I said, okay, we're not going to do that one. But here's my thought process the whole time. God, oh, this is a poor choice of words. God's not going to let me down. He is going to let me down. <laughs> but I prayed. I said, Lord, I don't, I don't see how, how we're going to deal with this ladder issue. Now, ultimately, that was the answer. God helped me uh, find the solution to the ladder issue that I, was, that I was facing. But, Lord, you always get me through. You always get me through. You'll get me through again. So, the issues that were on my mind a week ago... I didn't see a solution for. God brought me through. Oh, there'll be another set next day or two or three. There always is. He's got the solution for those too. Why? Because he's the faithful God. He's the faithful God. God is constantly working to teach you that you can count on him. If I, if I already said, if I wanted you to take anything home, it'd be that name, the faithful God. Add to that, that statement right there. God is constantly working to teach you that you can count on him. I want you to notice some things through the Bible. I'll go through these quickly and we won't be much longer here, but I want you to follow me. And we're not going to turn to these scriptures, but, but I would hope that you'd write down the references. First of all, from our text, you can count on God when you succeed. You can count on God when you fail. I want you to notice it says, He is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant. Now, the implication to me there is that God comes through and you can count on Him when you're keeping your end of the covenant. Okay, the covenant is basically, obey me and I will bless you. And so, when I'm keeping my end of the covenant, when I'm living obediently, I can count on God to be the faithful God and to take care of me. But there's another word after covenant, which keepeth covenant and mercy. Now, mercy is for when you fail. 
It's not, mercy is not for necessarily for just flat out rebellion and rejection of God. No, that's just for when you tried to obey, you intended to obey, you meant to obey, and you didn't. You don't have to raise your hand, but how many of us in this room have had a time the last seven days when you intended to obey, you wanted to obey, you planned to obey, but you didn't? Yeah. That's when we need mercy. So God says, you can count on me when you succeed, but you can also count on me when you fail. One of the greatest things you'll ever learn about God is that when you fail, He's there for you. Amen. I'm talking about when you absolutely hit the bottom. He loves you. His hand is outstretched to you. And he's there in mercy. He's the faithful God. He's the faithful God. Not only that, you can count on God to keep his word. Hebrews 10 verse 23, he is faithful that promised Hebrews 11, verse number 11, through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Oh, we need to learn that God is faithful to his promises. Matthew 6, is one of the first, actually the very first promise that I learned to trust that God is faithful is when he promised he that believes on the Son has everlasting life. Is that when he promised, uh, if ye if hear my word and believe on him that sent me, you're passed from death unto life and shall not come into condemnation. That's the first promise, that any promise about salvation, I learned that God is faithful to his word. After salvation... The first promise that I learned to trust God to be faithful, that I learned to count on God regarding is Matthew 6, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things. And the, these things there are talking about the basic necessities of life. All these things shall be added unto you. You put God's kingdom first and God's righteousness first. You make them your top priority. He'll take care of your needs. And I came to find out that God is faithful to that promise. God is faithful to his word. You can count on God when you succeed. You can count on God when you fail. You can count on God to keep your word. And then notice, you can count on God when you face testing. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. That is talking about testing. And every one of us as God's children face testing. Our faith is tested many times every single day. And you will find that you can count on God when you face testing. You, you face testing and you go through, you think, this is so hard, I can't take it. But God is faithful. You can count on it. He will get you through. You can count on God to keep working on you. Well, that comes as good news to me. That song says he's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. Ought to be. I want to know that God, is st- he hasn't given up. He hasn't thrown me on the scrap heap yet. He's still working on me. 
You can count on God that he's still working on you. He hasn't given up on you. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 8 and 9. Who shall also confirm you unto the end that ye may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful by whom ye were called unto the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. You can count on God that he will keep on working on you till the last day of your life. Not only that, you can count on God to forgive you when you sin. 1 John chapter 1, verse number 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We all sin. We all fail. We all disobey God. God says you confess those sins. By the way, you don't lose your salvation when you sin. You lose that closeness of relationship. And I can prove that from the Bible, but I think it's probably more helpful for me to illustrate that. God says that as many as receive him, to them gave you power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. When my children were small and they disobeyed, they told a lie or they just blatantly did what they were told not to do. Did that hurt our relationship? Yeah, for a little while we had to have some chastening. We had to have some correction. And by the way, my wife and I worked very hard to restore that relationship immediately. Let me give you just a little bit of advice if you have small children. Don't let that distance go on for hours and hours. Deal with it. Uh, we, we, when we had uh, spanking sessions, and yes, I did spank my children, and I think if, uh, I don't care if you say, oh, I don't believe in that. I think if you saw how we did it, you totally believe in it. It was very short. It was very light, and the, the ordeal was the painful part for them. We, we certainly didn't hurt them physically. But when it was over, and it was always in a private place, even if we had a party going on at our house or something, we didn't make a scene. We didn't embarrass them. We brought them to, uh, to our bedroom and talked about it and had, uh, and had uh, uh, real quick swats to you know, a padded place. And uh, when it was done, we held them as tight as we could and let them know, I love you, I love you, I love you. They didn't leave the room crying. In fact, they left the room most of the time laughing because we had brought it through correction and to healing in that, and, we, and, we, and as long as it took to do that. Now, I, I didn't intend to go into all that detail, but I say to you, as you discipline your children, it's funny, folks sometimes are against spanking and yet they will... They'll embarrass their kids in public without hesitation. And I think that hurts a child far more than a couple of swats with your hand to a place that is very well padded. Don't let it go on. Certainly don't let it go on into the next day. Our, our children should not think of us as, oh, mom's mad at me, dad's mad at me because of something I did three days ago. Now, why, why do I make that point in this message? Because if we'll be the right kind of parents, we'll understand how God loves us. One reason that we think God stays mad at us for long periods of time is because either we were treated that way as children or we have treated our children that way. But God is a better parent than any of us is. 
God chastens us, restores the relationship. I urge you today, if you feel distant from God because you've sinned, you've strayed from him, and you feel like, oh, God's, God's got to be angry at me after everything I've done. If he's your father and you're his child, you've been born again, he's waiting for you so he can hold you tight and tell you, tells you he loves you and tells you he's forgiven you and everything's okay. So let me summarize everything I just said there. You don't lose your salvation when you sin against God. That's settled. It's done. He that believes on the Son has everlasting life. If you can lose it tomorrow, it never was everlasting. Everlasting means something. You can't lose that. But our sin, what it does do is it puts a distance between in our relationship. What did Adam and Eve do when they sinned against God? They hid from God. We hide from God when we know we've sinned against him. He chastens us. We get it right. He pulls us close to him again. Why? Because he is faithful. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We're getting close to the end here. You can count on God. This is great. Even when you doubt. 2 Timothy 2.13, if we believe not, yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. We all have times, I've talked already about God coming through. And you can count on it. God will come through. We all have times when we, when we worry that it's probably my fault, but maybe I did something that God's not going to come through this time. God says, if we believe not, yet he abideth faithful. You can count on God even when you doubt. He cannot deny himself. You can count on God to help you fulfill his purpose. First Thessalonians 5.24, this is my wife's life verse. Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. Now it's talking about God's purpose for your life. You come to a place in your Christian growth where nothing matters. Nothing matters like doing God's will for your life. Where you don't want to live if you're not fulfilling God's purpose. And God says if he's called you, he's going to keep on leading you to fulfill that purpose. I want to know every morning when I get up that I'm still fulfilling God's purpose today. I want to know that my routine is still fulfilling God's purpose. I want to know that the direction of my life is still fulfilling God's purpose. And that promise says, faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. Not only that, 2 Thessalonians 3, 3, you can count on God to keep you stable and safe. The Lord is faithful who shall establish you and keep you from evil. And finally, Revelation 19, 11. You can count on God to ultimately win the victory in this world. Revelation 19, 11. The apostle John says, I saw heaven open to behold a white horse and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness he doth judge and make war. 
I praise the Lord that he has given American Christians more time to obey and serve him. But the battle is certainly not all. I'm talking about the spiritual battle. I'm talking about the battle for the gospel of Jesus Christ, the battle to get the gospel to everyone. That battle doesn't end. And Satan is constantly working against the cause of Jesus Christ to get people saved. The Bible says that when we see Jesus, this is the second coming being described here in Revelation 19, 11, when Jesus comes again. By the way, that's separate from the rapture. This, the, the rapture happens, the rapture could happen at any moment. The second coming happens seven years after the rapture. And this is describing the second coming when Jesus comes back to earth on a white horse and his name is faithful and true. What does that tell me? No matter what's happening in this world, no matter what happens on this earth, no matter how bad things get in this world and this life, you can count on it. God's going to win. God's going to win. What I want you to take home with you this morning, he's the faithful God. When you get that bad news, don't forget he's the faithful God. When you get that massive bill that you weren't expecting, you didn't know where it came from, I wasn't expecting this, he's the faithful God. When you get that letter in the mail from the IRS, he's the faithful God. When you get the bad report from the doctor, your God is the faithful God. When you have a disappointment in your family, God is the faithful God. When something doesn't go the way you hoped or the way that you fully expected, God is the faithful God. If you're living as God's enemy, that's, it's bad news that God's the faithful God because he will. He will judge. But if you're living in covenant with God, it's great news that he's the faithful God because he will always come through for his people. Let's pray. Father, I pray that you'd help us this morning. Lord, you're teaching me every single day of my life that you are the faithful God. I can count on you. And you're teaching every one of your children every day that you are the faithful God. They can count on you. Give us grace to learn that lesson. Lord, it's a safe assumption that Practically everybody in this room sometime in the next 24 hours is going to get some bad news. Some, it's going to be smaller bad news like something broke at home. Some is going to be larger bad news like the test came back and it's not good. But Lord, whatever the news, you are the faithful God. And help us when we get in a bind Help us when we're facing difficulties to remember, all right, God's going to come through. I can count on him. He's going to come through. Lord, show me your way. Show me your way. Teach us, Lord, please, what that means. Heads bowed.